Ask the Podcast Coach for November 9th, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com, and joining me right over... I always forget which way to point yep, over no, there. No. Uh, that guy better known as Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Gr- greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Coming in live from the Gallup Studios. We do this high school thing with our uh, software development with some high school students. They have let me off for the next hour and a half so I can come over here and podcast with you today. So I appreciate the leadership there and the and the folks. We, we've got some... Um, adult volunteers who come in as well to kind of mentor the students that we have. And so they're learning uh, VS code and some other things today. So pretty proud of them. Last Saturday, I have to be here at work for the rest of 2019 anyway. So excited to be here. If you have a question and you want to come on in, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you want to actually come in here and ask it uh, live, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And Jim, I want to ask you a question. I was on earlier with Joe Pardo for the Indie Pod podcast, I think is what he's calling that now. It used to be MapCon. And Kyle Bondo, who was in the chat room as we speak, had asked if we had ever experimented with shipping microphones to people. And I think you've done that, haven't you? I did, yeah. In the early days before earbuds got really good, mm. um, we, yeah, we, we bought, I don't know, I must have bought 20 ATR 2100s. We'd box them, ship them, uh, put a return label in them. To be honest, not terribly cost effective. Like, mm. you know, you're probably spending $25 uh, shipping them back and forth. You got to have somebody to stay on top of them. They're always shipping them. You know, what people would do with the 2100s, they just leave the cable plugged in and just wrap it around the. <laughs> so <laughs> that bad. Kind of, that kind of makes you. <laughs> makes, kind of makes you jitter a little bit just thinking about it, right? And then it, it, I just started sweating. And so um, uh, we would break, I think we broke four or five of them. The, they have a lifetime warranty, but they don't cover that part. Um, it is, um, it, it worked in, in its day. Now, today, uh, earbuds are really good. In fact, the other day I was doing a podcast in Japan and the gal was on her earbuds and she sounded like she's on a 2100. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, this is pretty good. And then headsets have just gotten infinitely better, I think, in corporations and enterprises and businesses. And so, you know, there's some really good headsets out there. I, I can, I could show you three that are under a hundred bucks that not as good as these, right? Let's just be on, not as good, a little bit no low end, little tinny, but, but it, I wouldn't want to be the host on one of those, but for a guest, they work out just fine. So um, we've gotten away from shipping microphones on a regular basis. Now I could see we're getting them back. Not that people were trying to steal them, but just not a high priority. I could see where you'd have totally. To, yeah. Like, no, you'd have to hound them. And the more important they were, Okay, I'm using air quotes. For right. That, right. Um, the harder it was to get them back. And like, you know, months would go by and like, oh, yeah, I just don't have time to do a three second thing of throwing it in the box, sticking the label on it and dropping it on my porch for UPS. I can't come on. <laughs> so that that got a little old. That part got a little old, too. But um, it did work. It, it got us good sound quality. And so you're thinking about we probably used a $75 mic. We probably reused 10 to 15 times 
in its life, you know, in its yeah. lifespan, maybe 20 or 25, if you're lucky kind of space shuttle numbers. And, you know, so maybe that worked out. Yeah. I, uh, Jason is in the chat room along with Jim Harold from pod Lords. Uh, and Jason said, I've been really enjoying pod Lords. You have to go listen to the Jared Easley uh, interview on pod Lords. I, I don't want to spoil it, but he shares some stuff about year two of podcast movement that you just go, what mm. on how, how much money they made or didn't mm. at podcast movement on the second year was really, I listened to that. That's the one thing I went to, to DC Podfest uh, last week. That's why we didn't have a show. And so on the way back, I was uh, consuming lots of podcasts. And that was one that uh, I heard uh, yeah, Jared Easley. I'm trying to think who else. I, I haven't got to the Paul Culligan one yet. We should probably also explain something else that happened in D.C. I lost my beard for anyone watching the video. Uh, and how this happened was we will pretend that this microphone is my razor and it's kind of groggy. And you wake up and, you know, the whole like contents may have shifted during travel. And you wake up and you grab your razor and you go up the side of your face and you look up and you're like, wow, there's a lot of hair on that thing. And then you go, <laughs> oh, no. And I, I look around and it's set on the absolute shortest setting. So I have and because I'd been traveling, it had, had like three days of extra beard going on. So it's really noticeable. And I was like, uh, hmm. And I'm like, well, if I was home, nobody was seeing me. I would just, you know, four days trim the rest, let that grow. We'll be back. Except I was speaking in six hours and mm-hmm. I was like, so I was, uh, could you go to it? I mean, could well, you I thought, have... I thought about doing that, doing another okay. stripe and saying, no, it's uh-huh. a new look. And it was just like, <laughs> so it wasn't, but it wasn't good for a goatee. It wasn't like no. you were down on the, no, not really. okay. it was, it was, yeah. And it was just one of those where like, I think I just completely, uh, screwed myself. So then it was like, so I walked out and I asked Chris Kermitzos, I said, dude, I need you to be, like a good friend here. If you got to tell me bad news, I can take it. I go, you know, um, can, can I like, is anybody going to notice this? He goes, wait a minute. What? Turn, look left for a second. I didn't. He goes, Oh no, dude, hundred percent. You got to shave it. So I, I took the beard off and left my mustache and, and let's, can we all just admit that Dave didn't like Jim has a beard. He has a man. Like that's a beard. Mine was always kind of like, yeah, maybe someday it'll grow in. Uh, and so with the mustache and of course, I think we've mentioned this on the show. The the hair underneath my nose, for whatever reason, is is like the last holdout of like we're not going gray. So I always kind of look like a demented like slash Mario slash Hitler thing going on there. And I was like, yeah, that's like it. so I just I just shaved everything off. And uh, it's actually really it's bad because I hate it because I can, I can do this if I move out of my mind. I can just, look. I have no chin, which is I know it's an audio podcast, but I have a lot more neck than I used to. So uh, it's inspiring me to get on the exercise bike and not eat so many French fries and things of that nature. So, you, you know, um, let me let me bring that back to podcasting. Yes, really thank quick. you. So <laughs> so because there's a good story there. So I have committed to a fitness event here in Omaha in February. We climb the tower, right? We climb these 40 flights and normally it's one trip up 40 and it's a big deal. And you know, whatever, well, they have a vertical mile where you can do it 10 times. And I mean, if one's not good enough, why, why not just do it 10 times? So I've kind of committed to that. Well, carrying, I'm, I'm 240 and carrying 240 up 40 flights, 10 times does not excite me. So I've gone on the weight loss program just to kind of save my life from, for this event. Right. So um, a friend of mine turned me on to Peloton and I don't know if you've seen the Peloton craze, oh, yeah. the bikes, the, I, right? They have an app for 12 bucks a month. 
you can all, you can watch the 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 fitness events, right? And they have 15 minute and 30 minute and 45 minute and 60 minute. And you can get on the bike or you can be on a treadmill or you can write all these different things. And it, it may be the, one of the most engaging podcasts I've listened to in a long time. That's that causes you to work out. So they're talking to you the whole time. Yeah. It's just a podcast like these they're, they're, you know, they're telling you to constantly adjust, you know, right. okay, put this in, put that in, but they're inspiring you on this. It's really a, a guided workout, but they're telling you about their day and what kind of things are going on and giving you advice and this kind of thing. And, and Peloton has become kind of a, kind of a craze uh, for those that are in the fitness space. And there's people who go just to New York to be in the studio when they record these things. Right. And they're building a brand new, I think they're building a brand new studio somewhere in the East coast that has triple the capacity and all kinds of things. And I thought, Dave, wow, what an amazing culture, community building experience. It's not like working out or fitness is new. Like this, this is, they just, they, they kind of took. And so you can go back in and listen to back episodes. You can join them live. It's what we do. Yeah, It's what podcasters do for fitness. And they've taken kind of a cue from podcasters and have made these fitness events around them. And, it, and it's, it's very, very popular. These bikes are super expensive. Like they're $3,000 bikes. Here's right? the thing. Cause I've looked into those. I, I was thinking of pulling the trigger on that. If you like, they have these uh, pedals that you have to wear these special shoes and the shoes, by the way, are a hundred bucks. Yeah. And so if you decide to take those off and put on like normal pedals, or if you decide to change the seat, you void the warranty. And I went, oh, no. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at the Nordic Track S22i, which is very similar. But where, where Nordic Track, you're actually race or with Peloton, you're actually racing people. I think you're live with, like you're doing a you're live You're live class. with the instructor. Yeah. yeah, you're live. And it's community-based. So like you, yeah. you get to know people. It's social. You have, you make friends. You guys show up at the same, just like we do on Saturday mornings. Like you guys all know each other in the chat room and we know you. Their instructors know who's showing up for their live fitness events yeah. and they're calling them out. You know, they're being like, this is Dave, to be honest with you, this is one thing I wish we got on an ask the podcast coach this morning. I was on a ride and I was listening to that and he was celebrating like, Hey, congratulations to, you know, jelly belly. Who's uh, done a thousand workouts. Well, I mean, what does that encourage, right? right. Encourage more use, more fitness yeah. coming back more often. It would be awesome if every time it, on these settings, we knew like how many times has Randy Cantrell come out to listen to us on Ask the Podcast yeah. Coach? And could we celebrate those? Today, podcasting doesn't have a really a good system in its live settings for that kind of community. I think we could learn a little bit from Peloton and be like, how do we get more rewards built into the communities that we're doing? And then how do we talk about those? Yeah. Uh, Kyle says expensive bike plus a $50 membership. Yeah. People like, like Starbucks coffee, people willingly turn that money over. It is incredible. And, and to be honest in podcasting, our Patreon subscribers do the exact same thing right now. We don't, we don't have expensive equipment to sell them today. This morning I rode a Gallup fitness center bike that I don't own that I didn't pay for. I'm on a two week feet free trial, but when I start paying for it, it'll be 12 bucks a month. Yeah. That's pretty reasonable. Like, you know, you kind of go, Oh, okay. Maybe this, I could join this community. And this morning I woke up at six to get down here to do this ride. Cause I knew I was going to be hanging out with Dennis. Right. Dennis is the guy who runs the show. Right. 
it, it was just an interesting as I as I think about what they've done, they have really taken the 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 uh, the the podcasting idea and applied it to fitness. And I think they're being really really successful. I think we could learn some things from them in in customer or community engagement as yeah. far as tracking those numbers. Yep. I thought the other thing I thought of uh, how you could tie the beard story into podcasting yeah. is there are times when you just got to go, all right, we're going to start over. We're just going to like, this isn't working. We're going to start over. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I think there's times in communities where we need to start over. Like communities get like Reddit, you know, you get on Reddit and well, let's, let's not, let's not even bring it to that. Right. Let's talk about the podcast communities on Facebook. Mm. It's the same questions, the same people, the the ones who've been around for a while are tired of answering the questions about, come on, be honest. You're tired of answering questions about hosts and Microphones. mics, right? Best right? way to record an interview. The best parts of the community are when we're building them. Yeah. And it's exciting and people haven't gotten snooty yet and, and things are growing and changing and we're, we're sharing ideas. I think sometimes like your beard. Like we just need to tear the communities down, restart them. Well, you know, here's the thing I was thinking about the thing I, cause I was at DC last week and I love DC Podfest Cause it's, it's not like it's, it's bigger than a meetup, but it's not like thousands of people. And so you get to meet a lot of people and some really good speakers. And the thing, I don't think they plan it this way, but it's always like between a hundred and 200 people. And to me, that's like perfect. And I think, like all the other ones, the podcast movement and the podfest, they're like, we want it to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's a part of me that goes like, why? Like, why not have it capped at 2000 people and then raise your prices? So you end up with this like really intimate setting or whatever. I just, cause I was thinking about it. Like um, if we look at, I'm trying to think of some of the things that have just gotten too big. Like social media marketing world is, is kind of revamped themselves because there, there comes a part where it's so big. It's just like, yeah. And I was yeah. like, you know, sometimes I think the goal of always making it bigger, 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 bigger is like, mm, I'm not sure that's, you know, it's great because there's more opportunity. There's more people, but it's also just a flash of, you know, like you don't, you, I, my favorite was at uh, podcast movement. I walked by Glenn, the geek. He handed me a card and said, we're gonna have to talk about this later. And I said, great. And I never saw him again. It was like, you know, what are you going to do? So, yeah, Randy says, uh, this is true. Uh, money changes everything. Yeah, It does. So. It does. Well, but I think um, time changes uh, a lot of things too, right? And and so am I locked up for you, Dave? No. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. You, I heard you. I heard you go, oh, no, I thought, oh <laughs> maybe he locked up on his side. No, I, um, I just, I saw this. Uh, Fred uh, in the chat room says, uh, podcast movement is capped at a thousand attendees. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. 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 I didn't well, know they did that. I think some of those kinds of things work pretty well too, but it, we don't, we sometimes I think we just need kind of a community refresh, um, you know, where if the community, so I think if, if we had a Facebook page and we had a Facebook group for the show after a while, it just kind of gets, it's the same people saying the same things with the same stuff. Yeah. And I think you just need to shake that up every once in a while and, and do something different. Well, Jessica Kufferman was saying that she said it twice on she podcast. She said it once on she podcast. Then she said it once on the new media show and she kept using me as an example. And I finally reached out to her. And said, oh, I, saw, I heard that. I said, yeah, can I you that. please stop saying Dave Jackson speaks too much? Can you find another example? I go, can't you pick on Pat Flynn or Lewis Howes or somebody well, who has a couple did. mil in the bank? 
She did pick on Pat a little bit. Yeah. And, and well, but she, she had a good point. Yeah. And, and, well, her, uh, you know, her yeah. point is, Hey, can't we get some new voices in there? And I'm like, so I get that. I just, well, like, I'm like, Hey, I but, thought you were my friend. <laughs> but to be fair, like, and, and, and I heard her say this too, this is your business and you need to take every opportunity that you get to right. speak on, you know, on, on behalf. And, and, and so we, we, this is a tough, like getting this, we, we struggle with this all the time of when, when we think about diversity is you, you want the best person doing the, the, the thing in the time you, you don't want to choose based on race or gender or whatever. Right. You don't, you want the best person there that the most qualified, but we got to continue to find diversity where we have a bigger pool of people competing for those spots. We don't want to just give them just to give them, yeah. the, uh, um, you know, the opening keynote at DC Podfest mentioned that. I forget what she called it. She had a really cool verb for it. Um, but, uh, and then Ross says here, I love regional events like DC Podfest. Ross is in like somewhere in Europe uh, at some big event in a tent yesterday. I saw that. It was like, wow, that's cool. Doing a lot of live interviews I've seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Tokenizing, before I forget it, is is when you have somebody speak just because, right. oh, right. well, you're a female, you're a person right. of color tokenizing was the verb. So, but, uh, joining us, he, he says he's going to come in and vent is the, the one and only bangs naughty bits. So, uh, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Uh, first of all, uh, just to put it out there, the Reddit podcasting community loves the, how do I set up my first podcast questions? We eat it up. Oh yeah. I mean, I answer them all the time. It's just, there are times when you're like, Okay, there's that question again, and you know, yeah, but Reddit is a notorious it. place, like notorious, just for getting crushed. So it, it is. I mean, I get that. I get there are there are communities. There's there's micro communities where maybe people are kind, but Reddit is notorious for just getting crushed. If you say so. Just for the record, I run the podcasting subreddit, so no, no crushing going good. on. Good, yeah. Well, the, it, the only it, crushing yeah. there is getting quality up to good enough. So you can start and not be embarrassed in six months. You ever have to remove anybody or delete them or mute them or those kinds I've of things? I've muted for a week because uh, they would continue to harp on particular yeah. topics. I've closed two threads where politician side A versus politician oh, side boy. B yeah. just went into it. Yeah. Only two. <laughs> two after four years. That's not bad. And and I'm merciless against bots. Yeah. Yeah. These grammar checking bots, they're dead. You're um you're an active um, you know, moderator. And unfortunately, many of them aren't. And so they just turn into negative, you know, a, a pretty brutal, um, pretty pr- brutal places to be. I was just talking to somebody the other day about it, and they were like, Oh yeah, don't go to that. Don't, don't go in there. You will just get, well, you will just get hammered. I, I get a lot of people on YouTube yeah. that, and, mm-hmm. and they will literally yeah. argue with themselves. Like I'll just put up a post <laughs> and it's just, here's a comment. No, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. No, you're an well, idiot. So. The key is what bangs is talking about, which is active moderation. Yeah. Like if you want a group that's going to have to be kind, you're going to have to institute some discipline from time to time. And I moderate and, you know, extraordinarily lightly. Yeah. Self-promotion goes instantly. The moment it's seen. Right. Um, real fights beyond a single warning are very rare. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, it, there is almost no moderation necessary. So I completely disagree with everything you just said, Jim. Oh, super. How many are in the group? 
Uh, we're 30,000 subscribers, 31,000 right now. Yeah. 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 I, no, like I said, you can have isolated groups when they're heavily, when they're, when they're moderated and done well, you can do it, but that's, that is not, you're the exception, not well, the rule. And, and, and for the record, I think we answer that question a lot on this show. We we are not anti newbie show. We're just, it'd be kind of boring if every week we said, Hey, how's it going? ATR 2100 Libsyn and SiteGround and, or Maple Grove <laughs> partners. It's like, you know, um, so Jim here is saying, I, I think Mark Asquith makes a good point to, to be kind to the newbies. Yeah. Cause otherwise yeah. You know, they're going to be like, man, those podcasters are a bunch of idiots, but we, we were just pointing out that, you know, we, as, as, you know, get off my lawn kind of people, we do at times kind of go, you know, there, there is a search button in Facebook groups and, and many times you could do that, but we These don't are the people that need the handholding. Yeah. We, we, as Americans, we don't read manuals and we don't do searches. I, I accept that and that's perfectly fine. So yeah, yeah. I've got a macro. Uh-huh. What's your budget? How many people are going to be there? Will you be doing Skype or streaming? Do you need it to be portable? That's yeah. 90% of the people out there that we can get a nice, solid, inexpensive solution for Yeah, at that point. Anyway, that's a separate issue. What was, uh, you, you, well, you said you had somewhat of a rant. What's, uh, I have three rants of increasing oh. interest. Wow. Okay. All right. Rant number one, just so everybody's uh, aware of this, uh, the CASE Act passed Congress a couple of weeks ago, and it's currently in the Senate. The CASE Act is essentially going to institute small claims court for copyright infringement on a national level, making it easier for people to go after other people for copyright infringement. Interesting. Up to $20,000 or so. I'm sure the lawyers are happy about that. Uh, it's in process. Yeah. Uh, it, it passed with four dissenting votes in the House, if I'm not mistaken. And that's going to directly apply to everybody who asks, I don't make money on my podcast. Can I play the who as my opening theme song? And the question real soon is probably going to be absolutely not. Don't even think about it as opposed to you shouldn't. Yeah. That's that's uh, directly podcaster related. It's going through the U.S. court system and it's going to make it trivially easy to do small claims equivalent copyright claims. Interesting. I just so, played 10 seconds of uh, Judas Priest on a podcast. I, I need to probably go take that down. That, that'll teach you if the wrong that, people are. That's it. Yeah. Looking at it. Interesting. What's, what's rant number two? Rant number two is I don't think you're commercially viable, Dave. No. I just don't think you are. I don't know what you mean by that, sir. Uh, YouTube released a new set of terms of service for content creators last week. Okay. And one of the options for removing uh, content creators is they don't think you're commercially viable. Interesting. So I, uh, if you can't you a tweet, yeah, if you can't put uh, ads on my stuff and I would say, Hey, guess what? YouTube, that's your own fault. You man, we're talking like 2003 ish when, whenever uh, AdWords first came out, I had a website and I still to this day, honestly, I have no idea, but they said probably a robot of some sort clicked on my own ad a gazillion times. And I said, I couldn't do that if I had the world's fastest mouse trigger ever. And I didn't do it. I said, I don't know what it is. Feel free to take your money. I don't want your money, but I would like to have, because back then Google AdWords, you could make $4 a quarter if you wanted to. Um, And uh, they were like, and I actually it was interesting because I actually got to correspond with Google and I'm like, no, can I please have that back? And they're like, nope, you've been banned for life. So they can't put ads on my stuff because they banned me 
uh, 16 years ago. So that'll be fun. I don't think that's actually what they're after. I think that you are not commercially viable for them, that you're more trouble than you're worth. I think that's what it boils down. Maybe more bandwidth than you're worth, you know, possibly costing them and not PR related. uh, You're not worth the trouble we're having to go through for you to be on our services. I can see Uh, that. it's a catch-all uh, that can be applied to anyone, gee, uh, coming up to uh, the 2020 elections coming up, perhaps. Mm, interesting. Uh, I'll have to, to go look at that. Their- it's mm-hmm. going to be, because I've always wondered how, I mean, I know they make a ton of cash, but when you always hear the stats of the 8 bazillion hours of content being uploaded every millisecond to YouTube, it's like, how are they making you know, I know there are a lot of ads, but it's a, a, just a, a tsunami of content being thought, uploaded every uh, second. YouTube was a loss leader that uh, Google just gives them money from other projects and services to handle it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think anymore. It used to be. I, yeah, I think they're actually making real money. I mean, that the advertising they've locked down the advertising and have done a lot to make it efficient. And they're. I mean, they really go after their after in a good way their, um, you know, their best subscribers and they, you know, they coach them along and they do some stuff to make sure they're providing good content. They're surfacing that content better than ever. The ads on there are getting more and more relevant. I'm not saying I like them, but uh, they, they are getting more and more relevant. So I think YouTube is, you know, if it wasn't if you, uh, Google or Alphabet now is notorious for uh, killing, you know, killing things that aren't working. And uh, I miss my Google reader. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure if it wasn't working, um, you know, at least to their their quality, it's a it's a juggernaut. I mean, it's just it's going to be for the next 50 years. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see where it goes. Aliquity asks, what about the music when producing videos for your channel? If you're using the music in YouTube, that should be fine. But I know I haven't been flagged in a while, but I used to get flagged for this show because of you know, this, the whole music under that thing. Mm. Um, and I would have, I have a, a macro set. It's like, here's the name of the CD. Here's the ISBN number. I bought this. Here's the receipt kind of thing. And they would then take it off. So I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, but it, it just sounds like they're, they're, they're making it really easy to kind of censor anybody they want whenever they want for whatever they want. So that will be well when it's commercially viable for them. Yeah. Like when it's com- yeah, I, as long as you're making money for them, you, you go right ahead and play that. Illegal music. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that's uh, bangs. That may, may be the best point is that as long as you're commercially viable for them, those things are all going to be fine. As soon as you're not, they're going to have some questions. Yeah. Kyle says, so they can now deplatform you for a catch 22, like legal reasons that does not come back to them being censors. Exactly. That's what Kyle's saying. It's like, it's, it sounds like they're setting themselves up to censor without saying, well, we're not censoring you or just. We're That's just, what lawyers are for to write terms <laughs> of services that let you do that. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. meant to be vague mm-hmm. and uh, be applied as you feel necessary. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Or to be interpreted in court, right? That's, that's really why they're vague is to be interpreted in court. Yeah. Right. I still can't believe they haven't killed feed burner yet. I mean, they've killed Google plus they just killed. Oh, it was a local platform. It was only released in, in Nashville in Oakland. It was some sort of like local blogging platform that David Hooper was using. And then they went, ah, never mind. So they do love to kill stuff over there. But anyway, what's your, what's your third thing? That's it. This is all interesting. Third thing. Um, this applies to YouTube and Facebook this uh, past week. Um, there is a name. And if I were to tell you this name, 
you would have uh, this episode removed from YouTube and you wouldn't be allowed to post it on Facebook. Can't tell you this name. This name is publicly available uh, on major uh, news uh, publications. Does it rhyme with Donald or uh, Ronald Stump? Uh, no, but uh, he talks about uh, Mr. Stump quite a lot, but he does it while he blows a whistle. Uh, oh, okay. He's a, a whistling away. Uh, Eric, whatever his name is, right. uh, is, is just whistling away somewhere. And, um, and, and it's snowing outside. Yes, I, I think I know who you're no, talking about. No, no, no. It's not not that, 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 nothing to do with the snow. Okay. Uh, no, 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 Mr. Snowman is perfectly fine. But... Mm. If you are a relatively well-respected podcaster and YouTuber of the news producing segment of right. the population, you are having your uh, YouTube videos privated against your will. So it looks like you're doing it. You made it private. No, you didn't. Mm. Uh, they made it private for you. Uh, Facebook is removing it, saying that you are instituting violence against this news figure who's clearly listed on yeah. other uh, news uh, aggregating sites, news uh, producing sites. They are going after content creators for this. So I'm dying to know, where do you get news like that? Because obviously you didn't hear it on Facebook or Twitter because they would have taken it down. Actually, I did hear it on yeah. YouTube just prior to coming to uh, your uh, fine show because I'm always trying to be here at uh, 10.30 a.m. <laughs> Eastern time um, because I just enjoy your uh, podcast. Well, uh, you. There's a gentleman used to work for Vice News going back years, uh, has worked for uh, Fusion and a few other major uh, news uh web uh, properties uh, named by Tim pool. Uh, he's running a uh, private site. He's making Boku money uh, with his four to six uh, news uh, posts a day. He published uh, his uh, removal of this fine gentleman's name and uh, content uh, earlier today. Uh, not saying the name, right. but uh, he's exposing exactly it's like, how it's being dealt with. It's with like him. YouTube Beetlejuice. You know what I mean? If you, it's say the in, name once. It's, yeah, yeah, it's inverse uh, Beetlejuice. If you say it once, he will disappear. Yes. So there's, you the, will uh, disappear. Yeah. there's a fine person who uh, lives in Singapore um, and uh, she likes to be in one of the live chats for one of the other podcasts about podcasting, better podcasting. Mm -hmm. And I accidentally got her booted by the Great Firewall. Because I was making comments in the chat that went over her internet connection and she got disconnected for a minute because I said things in the chat that hmm. disconnected them. Wow. So uh, things are getting scary. Yeah. From my point of view. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Well, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. And I, as far as I can see, this all applies to uh, every podcast platform out there. YouTube and Facebook are just the uh, opening salvos. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. To, to well, see let me go. All right. Well, thank right, you. Sir. Thanks for jumping in, man. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's just, it's discouraging sometimes, you know, when you just think like, Oh my gosh, yeah. all this, all this political stuff that's going on behind the scenes yeah. for sure. Well, you know yeah. what's not discouraging? 
that's our awesome subscribers. That's right. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I should say um, our teacher's pet, this is where you get, there only one person can have this. And this is now open by the way. Uh, But I wanted to leave this up. Um, Anna T has her podcast is now up and running. So she came in for a couple months, got one-on-one consulting and now has launched the awakening bell. It's actually about a Buddhist monastery in all kind of, earthy kind of save the planet without being just about saving the planet and Zen and holding your own very Buddhist kind of stuff, um, which is really cool. So she's got her stuff up and going. I want to say thanks to our awesome $20 supporters. We already mentioned him. Um, I forgot our fun filled, awesome supporter music, uh, which goes very well. Jim Harold from pod Lords. You have to say it with an English pod Lords. Yes. Uh, uh, Greg over at debt shepherd.com. Glenn, the geek, uh, say it, Glenn. Oh, that's not the... It's Glenn. Don't be boring. There he is. You can't hear that. Anyway, I'll play that later. Glenn the Geek at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Josh Rivers over at PodcastingExperiments.com. If you haven't been listening to his show, he's doing a whole series right now. It's actually being published on doing a local show. Uh, Max Trescott over at AviationNewsTalk.com. Shane at Spybrary.com. Carrie, who's in the uh, chat room, Carrie Bond at KeyWestPerspective.com slash podcast. That's a podcast about island life and the people who love it. Uh, Carl White over in Life in the Carolinas podcast.com. You know, with all these geographic shows, I'm surprised there's not one called California on Fire because California is on fire and it would be like a John Lee Dumas thing. I'm not even making any jokes about anybody being on fire. That's not appropriate. <laughs> Kim Kragy uh, over at Toastmasters101.net. It's so funny, Dave. My house is on fire and I was evicted. Uh, Jay Cleveland Payne over at morebettermedia.com. I need to check and see if his uh, website is under construction still. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Look at that right on cue. So, Whoa, nicely done. Nicely. Didn't even plan it that way. Nicely done. So, uh, Tina asked a question. Your review on Simplecast is four years old. Has your opinion of them changed since then? Good point. Um, I'm using them for more podcast money. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know that I have an opinion right now. I do know that they have one stat that I just kind of want to go, okay, you're trying too hard. There's a stat that shows you the most popular time of the day when people listen. And I'm like, how does that work? Because I have people right now that it's 11 o'clock at night, probably at, or four in the morning or it's, it's a, like what? And I'm like, but to them that they're like, look, we have stats that nobody else does. Well, okay. It's a crap stat, but okay. Um, so I need to go over and play. I, they're as far as I know, they meet the criteria I have. So that is they charge for their service. They don't change my file name. They don't change the format. Um, they are IAB certified, I believe that's a new one. So, um, yeah, they're okay. They're, they're, um, where I am right now. Cause when I was over on them and I still am, they then changed their pricing. And so I know now it seems like half the stuff I click on is asking me to upgrade. Mm. And so it used to be like, wow, they're cheap. I think it's like 11 or 12 bucks a month is what I'm paying. And now it seems like, oh, you can get this stat if you upgrade. Oh, you can get this if you upgrade. And I'm like, oh, okay. So um, I know Addie's over there and Mike. Why can I never remember Mike, Mike Murphy? Mike Murphy's last name. Mike Murphy's over there. Um, nicest guy on the internet, by the way. Is the nicest guy. On yeah, the nicest internet. guy on the internet. Yeah. So, so and Addie's the nicest 
lady. There you on go. The internet. Yeah. Um, there, so, and people always say this right. because I think it, because I work there, but I still prefer Libsyn, uh, especially when it comes to syndicating to other platforms. Literally I could, I could get listed in uh, iHeart, Deezer, radio.com and radio public in about 15 seconds in yeah. terms of just click, stay, click, 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 save, click, click, save, click, click, you save. You can also done. apply and do it manually. You can do it you manually. Do it yep. that way. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to get it done that way. Uh, yes. And then we have a lot of discussion here on fingers today. I do my twos <laughs> and threes European style. And uh, for anybody listening to the audio, it's just, it's, it's kind of one is you hold your finger and your thumb and pinky down. And yeah. other people do it's yeah. So it's um, who knew we would have such a, um, a spike in interest on how Jim is holding up his fingers. And then there's, there's okay. That's the, okay. That's the, okay. That's yeah. how we say it. A okay. Uh, yeah. Carrie says it's the only one I've ever used. So I don't have much to compare to. Yeah. They're not horrible. Um, I think they, I, I think though, Dave, out of the major, let's say 10, because there's mm-hmm. probably 10 host providers out there that are decent. Most of them fit your criteria. I wouldn't be as crazy as you are, but th- there's, those are good. That's good criteria. I really like it and I follow it. Yeah. They, um, they're not going to make you any better. Like your host provider is not going to make you a better podcaster. And so I think sometimes it's like, like just pick one, stick to it, take advantage of everything they have and stop asking the question. Cause you're fine. Just, just focus on production and stop worrying about, syndicating or star. And and I'm not saying that stuff's not unimportant, but it's a decision you make maybe once and then you're done with it. And so the best probably host provider might be the one you're on right now. Just keep, keep going forward. Keep making content. I don't think it for me, as long as it plays when you click play, totally. Yeah. Like I had a thing, it's still probably broken. Uh, If you go to Bernie, the cat show.com Wooshka, who was a free service, um, I went over and I used a free WordPress site and made Bernie's website and then went to Wushko, who's a free media host and just put it, if you put a direct link into a WordPress site, it'll make a very generic player. So I'm like, ah, oh, that'll work. It's Bernie the cat. It's not, we're not going high tech here. Um, and, but they may cha- rest in, may rest in peace. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but they, um, <laughs> but they changed all the URL. So all of a sudden every link on that website does not play. And I was like, when I finally troubleshot, I'm like, wait, it, this is what I show link a. And when I go to that episode in Wooshka, it's like, it's now link B. So I have to change all the episodes mm-hmm. out. And I just went, I got better things to worry about than the Bernie, the cat show, uh, you know, website. So, but yeah, it's, well, it's just one of those things. It's, it's, I, and it's good to ask the question. It really is, but it probably is, a you know, make a spend 15 or 20 minutes thinking about it, make a decision. Yeah. And then let's listen forward with it. Yeah. I just don't recommend SoundCloud. And I don't recommend um, Squarespace for podcasting. They're fine for your website. And I typically tell people to stay away from free stuff because they generally go out of business. And we won't even mention the A word because that will be on another half hour. (laughs) Well, and you think about a site like podcasts.com. Like, and I've been, I've had a podcast out there for three years. And well, I just, I just post home gadget geeks there just because I want to stay up to date with what they're doing. They have literally not changed anything in three years and it still keeps doing its thing and it keeps running. You can upload stuff. It does. It it's the very first version that they came up with was good enough. And they have just, I I think really they came up with it to sell it. Yeah. And nobody bought it. 
And so they're just leaving it on. I don't know how you, why you would keep paying for all that bandwidth. But I don't uh, think they do 301 redirects. Yeah, no, right on. Right. So that's, that's another one. There are not one I'd I'd actually podcast.com, not one I necessarily, I'd recommend either, but it is, it's an an example of some that have gotten spun up and then have literally not changed anything in three years. Um, Here's a good one. Does Simplecast allow you to use your own domain in particular on their RSS feed? I tried Captivate. And a lot allows your domain for a website, not for the RSS feed. I would think any, I mean, if you have a domain name, I could have askthepodcastcoachshow.com and do a 301 redirect to the feed. Um, here's the thing about that, uh, Brett, and, and I have a lot of people at Libsyn that freak out, except that's not the thing I want to click on. Um, here's what I was, because I have people at Libsyn. There's a thing called a slug at Libsyn, and all it is, it's your Libsyn ID. So it could be like, Let's say it, mine is school. I think this one is ask, ask the coach or maybe podcast coach, something like that. Let's say it's podcast coach. And I'm like, "Mm, you know what? That doesn't really fit in with the brand. Can I change my slug to ask the podcast coach? So it's ask the podcast coach dot com, And then I'll buy a domain and point it at that. And I always tell people, I go, what's your favorite podcast? Jim, what's your favorite podcast? Well, we'll ask the podcast coach. Okay. Favorite podcast. uh, What's, what's our feed? (laughs) Say that again. What's our feed? Ask the uh, podcast. Oh, I have no idea. Exactly. And so when, <laughs> when people freak out about the, the RSS feed, I go, why are you worried about the yeah. feed? Not that, yeah. not Brett, not that what you're thinking about is, is, but I just, I always want to point out nobody sees the feed or right. even if it's a download link, if you click on a download link, unless you're really, really bored, you're not going to notice that it, it's coming from podcastcoach.libson.com instead of askthepodcastcoach.libson.com. So um, I would love to know, because um, maybe I'm missing something, Brett, if there's something that you need to rebrand your feed for, uh, let me know, because uh, maybe I'm missing something. So, um, and yeah, for, for anyone watching the video right now, we're not sure what's going on. Dave's having some weird bandwidth issues, so I occasionally come in and out. Um, hopefully you're still hearing me. Okay, but uh, it's it's weird. Probably because I opened up, uh, I opened up. Uh, oh, that thing Trello to get a question. And apparently, if I do anything, I lock myself up, which it's always I, fun. I need to come to your location and just work oh. on all your computers for a weekend. Yeah, and I I do hear this that having uh, your feed is bad SEO. To which I say, when was the last time you saw Google return an RSS feed? In a, result, in a result. And the answer is, unless you're doing something funky, like putting quotation marks in your your uh, search. But if you just go to, you know, Google and type in a phrase without quotation marks, it will not show an RSS feed because Google doesn't display RSS feeds. If you click on them, you get a face full of code. So that's another one that I'm just, and, and to me, if I'm, if I'm thinking, if I rebrand my RSS feed, it's going to get me more downloads what will get you more downloads is creating much better content. We were talking yeah. about this on the podcasters round table last night. And in some cases, and the, the thing that stinks is it's, it's hard. And that is of course, Glenn, um, don't be boring. Yeah. You've got to make a better show in some cases. And that's a hard. Cause you have to admit that mm, maybe my show isn't as good as this other person's show, but don't do that. Cause that's comparing yourself, but maybe there is something I need to do to, make better content. But to me, I'm not sure the feed thing is the thing that's going to, you know, Oh my gosh, I got 5,000 downloads out. Um, Brett is saying if captivate goes out of business, then I'm stuffed. Why wouldn't do the domain name? I always control. Wouldn't you say Jim, like you should, whatever domain you have, you gotta, 
you have to like whether it's GoDaddy or cooler websites or whoever you bought your domain through. Um, just never let that bad boy lapse. I've I've let right. I let Podfade. I used to own Podfade.com and it lapsed. And one Stephen Genru uh, went and bought it and will not sell it back to me. Shame on you, Stephen Genru. <laughs> so. Um, Arrival. Yeah, that's it. Arrival. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's I, my, I just, I've started locking mine in for a couple of years now yeah. on Hover. Just, you know, pay three years at a time to make sure I don't, you know, to make sure I don't drop them. Yeah. But uh, I did I did reboot this morning, so I'm not sure what's going on. Probably something with my bandwidth. But it's uh, just a thing. It's just a thing. Sorry, I, I'll move around to make up for Dave, <laughs> not do the, do the robot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, here we go. Um, my podcast doesn't have its own Instagram profile, but I'm thinking of finally starting one for it after a hundred episodes. Better late than never, right? Should I create a Facebook page for it while I'm at it? Is it necessary to have both? The design for my teasers from when I first started has changed a few times from what it is now. Should I have my graphic designer recreate the old ones to match my new designs? Would love any advice and feedback on how to slowly add that content from Marina. This is, well, I saw this in a Facebook group. Jim, what do you think? Well, you know, Instagram and Facebook and any of those kind of depends on your community. And, you know, if I were to say like some of my best um, engagement comes on Twitter, that's, I have a huge community. Huge is the wrong word. I have a community on Twitter that's very, very active. And so most people today, like if you ask the kids, although my daughter, who's one of the kids who doesn't necessarily use Twitter, is coming back to Twitter, which is super funny. But okay, aside from that, if you ask the kids, they'd be like, nah, Twitter's dead. No, mm-hmm. not for my community. And Facebook might be a great place to go. It may not. Instagram might be awesome. It may not. Instagram, you got to build your community. You got to work it. You got to post pictures. You got to be interesting. Guess what? On Facebook, you got to be interesting and post stuff and be there. And right. Um, you got to be willing be to be boring. <laughs> yeah. You got to be willing to put the time in not yeah. only, not only don't be boring, but you got to be willing to put the time in and be patient and, you know, kind of work these things. We yeah. started a discord group and uh, it, it was crickets for a while. And even somebody commented on that. They're like, this, this is kind of crickets. It's like, yeah, it takes a little while yeah. to get things going. You know, Ross has a great point in the chat room. He says, start Instagram and Facebook page now. And don't worry about podcast. And that's me. I don't know that anybody's going to scroll back through your old tweets to go. Oh, some of them will. Well, yeah. Just, if it's, if it's a reporter honest. looking to, yeah, to find some something will. to pin you to the wall with, maybe. So be, be careful. It's yeah. it's not all nothing. But but Ross makes a really, really good point. Yeah. And I guess this is one of those where I kind of, on one hand, I was going to say, what's the worst that could happen? But like you said, you might create a Facebook page and then it's just crickets. So that may not look good when people... Um, you know, find out. But uh, Ross is saying, if you just fill out your bios about the info so people can find your podcast, there's that. That's a good point. If nothing else, you make a Facebook page that says, hey, if you want to form, find out more about the School of Podcasting, check out schoolofpodcasting.com. You know, hey, it's it's the averageguy.tv. Want to find it? Here it is. You know, that kind of thing. So if somebody you know, does find it. so what, what I'm finding for YouTubers and the really successful YouTubers is they have Facebook and Instagram um, communities that they get instant feedback from. And then they produce their videos a couple days to weeks later that aren't current. And so like, I'll hear some of them say like, Hey, I was working on this thing. I watch like a lot of homesteader type 
videos. I don't know why I'm not a homesteader. I'm never going to be one, but I find it fascinating of people starting homesteads. And, um, and they'll, they'll make comments in the video like, oh yeah, we got some feedback. We were doing this and we got some feedback on Instagram right away and it changed it. And they didn't, they didn't produce the video for a couple, three, four, five days later, whatever. And so you can, for some of those daily or what, however you produce YouTubes or podcasts, that Instagram feed, that Facebook feed, Twitter, whatever can be that instant feedback where you communicate with your yeah. with your audience, but then the videos or the podcasts are done much, much later. So I hear that a lot. And certainly Instagram is, I mean, if you're going to do one thing, I would skip Facebook and go to Instagram. Yeah. Like I, I think today that's where I'd go. Yeah. And like what he says, Instagram and Facebook are two platforms you want to be on for sure. There always be different platforms that are best for whoever you're marketing for. Like you were saying, Jim, yours might be Twitter. Um, you know, yeah, we, get, we get, we get, I get a weird, amazing engagement on Twitter from the tech yeah. community. Um, and that, that's just where people are. Yeah. Ross is saying, if you create multiple podcasts or podcasts of other types of content, then it gets too crazy when you have like, Oh, I've got five Instagram accounts. That could be a little crazy. Oh, I suck on Instagram. I just have yeah, not, listen, I've, I've been able to get and embrace everything that's come out. Like, you know, even clamor, like, <laughs> you know, are you on TikTok? Even, <laughs> Even on the weird, no, that's true. <laughs> Me neither. But I'm on Snapchat. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've, I've been able to embrace all of these things that have come out. Instagram has just not been, and you would think it's just pictures really for the most yeah. part. And you would think that would be a, a transition I could have made. And I just have not, my Instagram feed is just crickets. Yeah. And uh, I just can't, I can't embrace it. I don't know why. Zach says, I think Twitter is important to have just to have it. And you can do auto posting from your website and post the same messages on multiple platforms. You do have to be careful with that. We talked about that last night on the podcasters Roundtable. I had um, social jukebox set up to auto tweet and it was tweeting things from like 10 years ago that I was like, yeah, I need to kind of go through and figure that out and go yeah. that whole route. So um, let, let me be really clear. I don't Snapchat. I get snaps. So my kids uh, all, that's how our kids send us updates of their kids. And so we, they snap everything and you could post them on Facebook, but they don't want them there. They want them, they want them to come and go. And so every day I probably have 15 new snaps from the kids posting what they're up to. And that's how I kind of keep it up with my kids. Yeah. And that's something you could always, you know, go over to a Google form, create a one question survey, send it out to your audience or put it on your page and just say, what social media profiles are you on, on a, daily or weekly basis and let them check more than one. And then that way you can go and say, wow, apparently my audience is on, you know, Twitter and Facebook, or this one's on, you know, snap face and, and chat book and this one's whatever, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So. Um, yeah, there's ways to do that. Uh, somebody said, I think Carrie, yeah. Carrie said, hire a social media manager to create yeah. stuff for you. <laughs> so being famous, <laughs> As it's drawbacks too. So we, we've gone through a pretty difficult time here at Gallup over the last seven weeks as we launched a new software platform, migrated everybody to it. And like any change, it's been really, really difficult. And of course, being the face of what we do from a social media perspective, from a podcasting perspective is really, really fun when it's good. When it's bad, it's really bad. And, and so let me just, you know, let me just say, be careful and, and be careful what you wish for, because especially, and not a lot of people do this, but when you are doing that social work, that social media, whatever it is, podcasting on behalf of a large, a large organization, 
you not only represent yourself, but you represent, of course, the corporate brand and your own identity gets wrapped up in the corporate brand. And so when corporate brand goes a little sideways, guess what happens? Mm. And Dave, it has taken every ounce of self-discipline that I have had because we've, I've, we've, I have gotten, they not intended, they, they're, they're, they're mad at us, not me, but of mm. course I, I answer the questions. Right. It's taken every ounce of self-discipline at times to not fire back, mm. you know, and you can't like, you can't flame when you get flamed and you're doing this on behalf of a corporation, you can't flame back. Like, you can't or you're fired. Yeah, it's oh, I, I've seen that. Um, it's hard for me at times, even because there are times when I want to like, hey, I'm going to go in this day from the school of podcasting and comment on this thing that somebody said about Libsyn. And I've learned that's probably not a good idea because no. the 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 people looking at you are going to go, no, you're you're the Libsyn dude. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I'm not in this case. No, no. And it's yeah, because what's you interesting. Can't. Here's the interesting thing I've seen. In some cases, um, and not just a Libsyn thing, I've seen other people that will comment on other companies, whatever the company is. And I always love the fact when you come out later that let's say somebody's like, you know, Nike shoes are crap. You know, Nike, I hate the brand, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, wow, did you get a new pair of shoes? And they go, no, I've never owned a pair. And you're like, wait a minute. So you're commenting <laughs> on something you've never, I see that a lot where people will go off on something like, no, I've never done that. And I'm like, then how can you complain about it? It's kind of weird, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, especially when you're as big as Gallup. I mean, that's, that's a big target. You guys are all over the place. You're global and you know. Yeah. And the the point isn't to feel sorry for me. Uh, but the, the point is when you're, you're, when you are your own brand in depending on how, how big your reach is, you're gonna, you're gonna start pulling in some difficult situations that you have to handle. And, and it just takes, sometimes it just takes a lot of self-discipline to be able to, to manage and handle those, those, you know, flamers or trolls. We don't, uh, we don't have really have that kind of problem. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just people disgruntled and sometimes a little passive aggressiveness and, you know, some of those kinds of things uh, that go along with it. Passive you know. aggressive. Mm. So, yeah. so fun yeah. to see. You know, um, are you joking? You know, you're like, would, did you really just write that on Facebook as a professional? Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, the chat room is uh, fighting with themselves right now. Uh, oh, the sweet. question, the question is, do we hire somebody to do our own social media? And uh, some people are like, no, a business should own that. I work for a credit bureau. Gary says, and the idea of someone tweeting on behalf of the brand would keep me up at night. That's where you have to, mm-hmm. you would have to really trust the person. Yeah. And, and it would almost have to be, see, again, this is where you almost need to hire somebody as part of your company because, you know, if they, if it's just some ad agency and you're like, oh, that's it, you're fired. Well, they're still, they still have an ad agency, but if it's, hey, you lost your job, they might think a little bit of, I don't know. That's, that's an interesting concept um, to, to see, which I, I would just have to trust. That's why I don't hire an editor. I, I am too much of a control freak. Um, so yeah. And then Carrie says, you have to hire somebody who knows your vertical. Yep. It can't just be a social media person. It has to be a social media person that kind of understands your stuff. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and has some passion around it. It's not a transactional. I don't think those things are transactional. I don't think it's like you sit down, it's like writing code. I don't think you sit down and just write it out. I think you have to kind of understand the brand and what you're trying to do with it and be sensitive to it. 
you know, you can, you could fire off a tweet that you think is funny uh, about a competitor and it's actually not. And, you know, and, and, or, or half the audience is going to take it negative and the other half is going to think it's funny. And is that okay? Are you willing to live with that? Um, I, I too would have a hard time tweeting, somebody tweeting or, or posting things on my behalf. I, I really think the more authentic, even I would prefer less volume and more authentic than someone just making things up for me and posting them. That's now that's my choice. If you want to have a, you want to be prolific on Twitter and you don't have time and you can hire a social media manager and it works for you, man, do it. If that works. Awesome. Yeah, that would be, it'd be nice. It's, I mean, it sounds like utopia, but it's like you said, they have to understand the brand. They have to understand what's, uh, what's going on. But, uh, uh, thanks to everybody for uh, tuning in, man, that went quick. Uh, you can find me over at the school of podcasting.com. Of course you can find Jim over at the average guy.tv. Jim, uh, what's going on over there at the, yeah, we're getting guy. ready for black Friday on home gadget geeks. So we talked a little bit about like, cause it black Friday started like in April. So I was at best buy last night. You can almost not get through the place. And what gets me Big screen TVs are apparently, I mean, they're just everywhere and they're the size of my apartment. They're like big, big, big screen TVs. It's crazy. And they're like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So you, um, so we're starting to think about all your tech gadgets for the holidays. And, uh, and so if you, we, I haven't posted it yet, but we'll post it here this weekend, the guy.tv. Nice. And uh, we are here every Saturday. Ask the podcast coach.com slash live want to say thank you so much to the chat room we do have some post show coming up and jim is going to talk about how he found a guest for uh his show and on the uh, school of podcasting this week i'm going to be talking about dc podfest uh found some cool stuff over there and uh some things i didn't know especially when it comes to google i i didn't know what they were even called google actions are what amazon skills are and there's some really interesting things on that that I was like, hmm, it's kind of a mess, basically, on the on the Google side on, on how they do that. But uh, and uh, we are here. Are you here next week, Jim? Yep. Yeah, yeah we're back to we're back to the studios at home. So. OK, cool. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be here. Uh, I'm not going anywhere till I think April. And uh, that's going to be podcast movement. Wow. Um, did I say April? You I did. Yeah. How about <laughs> February? February. So. <laughs> Uh, But speaking of sticking around, stick around. We've got some post show coming right up after this short musical interlude.